Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. Uh, this week, our guest is Mark Younger. Uh, Mark was a guest back on episode 76 and episodes 77. And uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, originally Canadian. I uh, lived in Edmonton and then Montreal for many years. Uh, got sick of the cold and basically moved to, uh, took a vacation down to Orlando uh, for a month, uh, four years ago. <laughs> fell in love with the city, fell in love with spending so much time with my kids outdoors, going to theme parks, uh, going to water parks, having fun, going to the beach. I said, you know what, it'd be awesome if I lived here. So I basically devised a plan to buy a lot of mortgage notes and get an E2 investor visa and move down here. And that's exactly what I did three years ago. And I've been living here ever since. Yes. And if you want to know more about figuring out how to do that E2 visa, check out those episodes 76 and 77, because that's literally what we're talking about, how to how a Canadian can move to the States permanently. <laughs> anyway, um, Mark, we wanted to, I guess, jump into a little bit about the, the market down in Florida, the state of the market. Um, do we want to jump right into the slides or do you want to talk about anything beforehand? Sure. Well, essentially, I mean, Florida, Florida is a state where, um, you know, we rely a lot on tourism. Um, the beach, the beach areas rely on the beach tourists, the Orlando area, uh, which 60% of the tourists uh, to Florida per year come to Orlando. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there's one reason for that. He's got two ears uh, and a tail. And uh, so basically Disney uh, brings in 60% of the tourists. There's 126 million tourists to Florida every year, or at least there was in 2018 uh, and 19. And uh, 75 million of them came to Orlando. Uh, uh, now with COVID, uh, we've taken a big hit. Uh, international flights are suspended. Uh, Brazil, which is a big, big investor in Florida, right, uh, for the last five to 10 years, uh, they're banned because of their COVID uh, high, the fact that they have a high number of COVID cases. Um, so that's hurting a lot as well. But I think there's huge opportunity here, because as the Brazilians are going to be selling their properties, uh, and as the Chinese who were affected first by COVID, are going to be selling their properties. Um, I'm already as a as a licensed realtor here. I'm I'm looking heavily at the vacation rentals and seeing that there's already like a 10% drop. There's already deals, uh, and it's just going to keep getting better and better for the investors that come in now. And you know, Disney reopening, Universal's already reopening. I'm going this afternoon with my kids. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just the economy is coming back, but those people that took a hit are going to get out of the market and it's going to give opportunity for new people that want to buy. That's, that's incredible. That, that's always the stuff that gets everyone excited. Everyone's always excited about Florida anyway. It's always a nice place to go visit. And it is <laughs> every day. Like uh, my, my, uh, my family was telling me like, Oh, it was 41 degrees and old people were dying of heat stroke in Montreal today. And the next day my mom's like, Oh, my tomatoes were freezing. It was seven degrees today. And I'm like, what world do you live in? Like, I, I almost can't remember. It's been, you know, three and a half years because I wake up every morning and it's always the same weather. It's 85 degrees. <laughs> like, 
80% of the year I wake up and, oh, is it going to be nice today? Like, you check your weather app every day, right? To see what the weather's like. Oh, yeah. it's Oh, I get the wife to do it. But, yes, yeah, we yeah. check the weather because it's so different. It, it varies you know, a lot. I don't have to do that anymore. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be about 85, maybe 83, maybe 84. <laughs> yeah. But that's about yeah. <laughs> as much as it's going to change. So there's a lot to be said for having four seasons and a beautiful fall and a beautiful winter, but there's something to be said for waking up every day and you know that you can go out with your kids and you can do whatever you want. It's kind of cool. Oh, no, I'm, so. I'm a little jealous. I, I, I love outside. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, my nose peeled yesterday. Um, with my lights, you can't see that I am actually really red. It makes me look tanned, but I am every second that I can get outside I've been like just sitting on my deck and getting sunburned over and over again. I think I'm peeling for the third time already and we're in June. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I'm going to send you some suntan lotion over there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I need to I need to put something on. I I just like, oh, I just want to sit but, up for no, a minute. I I do. I follow you on I follow you on Facebook and I, I see that you know you're, you're when you send when you put pictures of outside either you or your kids it's great. Oh yeah. You know so <laughs> cool. But, uh, so let's jump into your thing. Great. So I do think there's an opportunity for uh, short-term rentals. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for long-term rentals as well uh, as as different people different international markets have to get out of the market um for their for whatever reason like for example brazilians are telling me i can't go back to the u.s now because of covid i'm literally selling because i can't go back into the u.s well that's a huge opportunity for other people who will be able to uh the border with canada is supposed to reopen in 11 days looks like it's going to do that uh trudeau seems to be saying that he's going to soften things so there should be that opportunity to come down um so, you know, basically, <laughs> this will actually, this probably won't come out this week. So you're probably, it might be open when this episode releases. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, so there, there's a great opportunity, uh, I think for short and long-term rentals. I mean, um, I'll, I'll show you a comparison with a fiveplex here, yeah. um, that, that, you know, shows why you, it's hard to cash flow in Quebec. It's probably hard to cash flow in Ontario. Uh, because prices are so high and over here you, prices are dirt cheap in comparison. So, mm -hmm. so I'll share my screen with you. All right. So this is my, uh, short-term rental investor guide. Um, for anybody from Quebec, <laughs> you'll recognize this guy here. Uh, this is called Le Tata Clack and, and it was popular about five, 10 years ago. And this video that accompanies this guy is one of my favorites. He's just a frustrated Quebecer, like, why do I have to live up here in Quebec and uh, always with my windshield every morning? And it's, it's, it, it was me. It, it's completely was me, you know, frustrated at shoveling my sidewalk and uh, unfreezing my windshield. So uh, this just explains who I am. I was a financial advisor for 12 years. Um, I had a fourplex in, in Montreal, a duplex in Montreal. And uh, just because the rules were so strong in terms of, the tenants, you know, in Canada, it, there's a very strong, it's so in favor of the tenants, especially in Quebec, that uh, I just got sick of it. And I was just like, forget this. I'm going to go where, you know, you can evict people <laughs> like when well, you need to, when they're, when they're rude to you and they're not paying rent, uh, you know, when you can places where you can get an eviction done. Uh, um, Mark, to cut you and, off for one second, you are also in, it's not an all U.S. thing, but 
for landlord friendly states, you are in one of the top five. Whenever people list the top five, it's always, uh, I think Texas is always number one and Florida, uh, Colorado. Uh, oh, my memory is terrible. Georgia and they're all in the south yeah oh yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly and so so that's one advantage of being here so whether you do long term or short term with me uh down here you know there's there's benefits to both uh but i had to consistently fix maintain renovate and as tenants left they would destroy the place and i just got sick of that so uh i took my e2 investor visa came down um so why invest in florida now i know you invest in alabama and that's great um i'm Florida's in four, four some... states actually now but go ahead okay <laughs> well uh uh one of the the reasons why florida is massive migration to florida right now people are retiring and coming to florida people are sick of the cold and they're coming to florida and people are sick of taxes and they're coming to florida so the the black states here are where people are moving to and the red states are where they're moving from so people are moving away from the manufacturing reds, the, the, the Rust Belt states. Uh, Illinois is having a lot of issues right now, uh, Michigan, and they are moving down here uh, in droves. And if you see, it used to be Texas, right? It used to be Texas that everybody wanted to move to uh, mm-hmm. because of the cheap, cheap properties and cheap land. Well, that's not the case as much anymore. And, uh, you know, there's literally 0.3% uh, increase in texas and there's 2.86 in florida we actually just became we just passed new york in terms of population so we're massive yeah we're we're actually the second uh second or third state now behind california um so we're huge um i think new york was number two now we're number two so and it just keeps growing Three hundred and thirty thousand net migration to florida on a population of uh 21 million so, you know, yeah, uh, it's huge. So with that comes more demand for rent and more demand for housing. So that's why I think that, you know, and even with the COVID thing, uh, a lot of people that I talked to are saying that we're not, Florida's not getting hit as bad with COVID. Um, it's not like 2008. Um, so Florida was the worst state in 2008. It took the biggest hit. But now uh, with COVID, it's actually mostly the northern states. It's actually mostly New York and New Jersey and Connecticut uh, that are getting hit the worst. So, you know, we're, we're actually doing pretty well on that, on that side. Okay. Why, spe- why specifically Orlando? Uh, because 75 million tourists came here in 2018. Obviously, 2000, uh, 2019 was also uh, 5% more. Uh, tourists. And then this year, we're going to take a hit. Everybody is because of COVID. But then 2021, a lot of people could not take their vacation in the first half of 2020. And we're seeing I live in a uh, resort community here, Champions Gate. And we've got droves of people coming back. Uh, New York, New Jersey, people are just getting out of there and coming here on vacation. So we might actually have a pretty good second half of the year with Disney reopening in a couple of weeks, Universal's already open, SeaWorld's opening tomorrow, and Legoland's already open, the big four here. Uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to have a substantial second half of the year and beginning of next year, and especially if there's a vaccine. 
um, you know, things might get back to completely back to normal. Yep. Um, the advantage of Orlando is, you know, you've got year long rentals, uh, as opposed to the beach, which is usually seasonal, depending on the weather. Um, you know, because there is a little bit of a, um, winter here. Um, but it's very seasonal. The snowbirds come and then you've got rentals on the beach and then the snowbirds leave and you don't have that many renters on the beach. Uh, whereas here it's, it's year long. People come to Disney all year round. Keep people come to Orlando for Universal Disney and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we don't have the weather problems that Southern Florida has, so there's really not the hurricane risk that there is in Southern Florida. Uh, during hurricane season, it's like every week there's another hurricane starting up. Uh, that threatens properties over there. That threatens tourism. Uh, not the case here in Orlando because we're about half to two thirds up the state. So any hurricane that starts down there is kind of dissipated by the time it gets up to us. Uh, No flooding either. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the 2050 projections, but a lot of like Miami beach, South beach are going to be gone uh, and non-existent. Uh, But depending on the uh, forecast that you see, um, that's not an issue over here. So uh, here I gave kind of an example of uh, comparing a fiveplex because a lot of people say, well, I like to buy multifamily. So for the price of a multifamily of a fiveplex, you can get a six bedroom house with a pool uh, five minutes from Disney. Uh, So here's the comparison. And I took all of the US numbers or the Canadian numbers and I put them into US dollars. This is a real comparison of a property an hour from Montreal uh, that costs 350,000 US or 460,000 Canadian uh, at, versus buying a six bedroom house five minutes from Disney. So the revenues from the fiveplex, 28,000, the revenue from the vacation rental, 59,000. Uh, the insurance costs are much less on the vacation rental than they are on the fiveplex. Uh, taxes are about the same, AC, water, and maintenance are about the same. The mortgage being as the two properties cost the same or exactly the same. Um, management fees are cheaper. Cleaning's a little bit more expensive. Uh, and you have to pay the bookings for, generally you get a booking company to book up the property the, like on Airbnb and VRBO. Yep. But you end up with uh, a positive cash flow of $9,546 on this side, whereas your fiveplex will actually lose money. So uh, the other thing is, you know, can you use it for vacations? Well, I would say I don't know of many people who want to live in a fiveplex uh, to go on vacation in St. Jerome, Quebec. But uh, a lot of people would love to live in a beautiful six-bedroom house uh, with a pool for a week, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. That pool looks amazing. <laughs> it is. I, it's actually about this, – this community here is only about 15 minutes from my house. And we have pools like this in my community as well. They're really gorgeous. They've got great views. And uh, like I said, they actually come with a lot of amenities in the community as well. So you've got water slides in the community. You don't even need to go to Disney. Uh, You've got water slides. You've got a home. uh, You've got a movie theater at the clubhouse. You've got tennis. You've got golf. You've got everything. Yeah. So the point is here, you know, prices have been driven up on multiplexes so much that I, I prefer, you know, I, I think that 
buying vacation properties, especially if you can get them on the cheap in the next uh, three to four months, um, because there will be a, a drop in the prices because of the Brazilians and the Chinese and, and the foreign um, flights not being able to access here for a few months. Those, those investors are dropping out of the market and selling their properties. So there's going to be the possibility for Canadians uh, to pick them up. And especially with the appreciating Canadian dollar, I don't know if you've been, you've probably been following it. It's gone yeah. up from 71 to 75. Yeah. Uh, you know, if the price of gas keeps going up as more people go back to work and it hits 80 cents, definitely a, a, a much better buy than it was six months ago. Yep. So uh, Air, Airbnb did it, or sorry, realtor.com did a 2019 Best place to own an Airbnb in Orlando was number two. Uh, the other reason is there's there's some great stuff coming that's going to add to the value of these properties in the next three years. So the first one is they've got high-speed trains coming. Uh, in 2022, so in about a year and a half from now, uh, Richard Branson and Virgin Trains purchased Brightline trains and they're making high-speed rail service from that already existed from West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami. But because they only had two st or three stops, not many people used it. There was only about 800,000 passengers per year. Well, now they're going to add stops to Jupiter, Stewart, Vero Beach, Melbourne, Cocoa Beach, Orlando, Disney, and Tampa. And so that's going to massively overhaul that system and they're expecting 2.2 million more tourists to come to Orlando to come to Disney uh, from Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, just on the train. Oh, it'd be um, so much easier, even if you're coming in to go on a, uh, say you're going to go take a, one of those uh, cruises, right? And you're coming into Fort Lauderdale, you could come in a couple days early and go to Orlando. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. And that's kind of why uh, Virgin Trains did it, because they own a cruise line as well. So they wanted the rest of, you know, they wanted Tampa and Orlando to be able to access there, but it's going to have the reverse effect as well, is that people are going to come from the southern parts and come up, uh, go to on a cruise, go to Orlando, uh, want to go to the beach, but you also want to go to Orlando. Now you can have a chance to do both. Yeah. So more tourists equals more bookings, right? So that's yeah. why I think that it's going to be good for the short-term market. Epic Universe uh Universal Orlando right now has two theme parks right next to each other. Disney has four. Uh, Universal is building a third one based on Super Nintendo, uh, Fantastic Beasts, How to Train Your Dragon, and a lot of other Universal properties. Um, so they're going to have seven different worlds in Epic Universal. It's going to be right across the street from the current two uh, Universal theme parks, which are Universal... Uh, studios and islands of adventure. Uh, so that is expected to bring about anywhere up to about 4 million more tourists. Uh, each of the two parks right now gets about nine to 10 million tourists per year. Uh, and about half of those are locals. So probably going to bring another four to 5 million tourists as well. That's going to be slated to be finished in 2023. Uh, there's going to be uh, Donkey Kong, Mario Kart, Yoshi, Pokemon rides. It's yeah. going to be great. Disney's uh, also a kind of uh, striking back. They're increasing the rides at each one of their parks to counter Universal. So they've got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that just opened before COVID. 
Star Wars Galaxy's Edge with a Millennium Falcon ride and a Rise of the Resistance. Uh, get this, it's a 20-minute long ride uh, through through a Death Star. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go check that out. And uh, Toy Story Land as well. Um, Epcot has Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratatouille, and Moana coming this year. Uh, Tron Light Cycle is coming to Magic Kingdom. And Disney is getting a Cirque du Soleil show based on Disney at Disney Springs. Cool. So lots of cool stuff coming. So I'm just telling you all this because, you know, investors have a lot to look forward to in the next two or three years. So for me, it's just kind of like a 2008 situation. You pick up stuff low when people are, you know, sad because COVID, you know, basically knocked out their saving, their, uh, you know, their revenues for three or four months, maybe even five. And then you pick it up when they're ready to get out or because they're no longer able to come to Orlando because they live in Brazil or China or whatever. You and people are, pe- people are scared of COVID and it's, uh, it's made uncertainty. So people, there's just not as much competition. Absolutely. So, you know, pick it up while competition is light. And then basically with all of these new things coming, uh, tourism should ramp up in the next three years. And then, you know, you ride it out and you sell it on a high a couple of years later. Cool. <laughs> and you get to use it. You know, you get to use it every year or every second year if you want to come vacation down here. I know a lot of people who like to come to Disney three, four times a year. So uh, you get to save a lot of money on your vacations as well. And you get to a lot of people right now. One of the main things out of COVID is people want privacy. They don't want to be in hotel rooms anymore because you don't want to be in a hotel room with 1500 other people. You know, you want to be in your own private space with your family away from anybody else. So you get that opportunity with vacation rentals where you get to basically have your own house, your own kitchen, you make your own food. You don't have to be going to eat out the whole time and you get your own pool. So you get everything you need um, to have this nice private vacation. Uh, and Airbnb and VRBO have, have come out with some amazing statistics showing how just in April and May, people were so sick of COVID. They wanted to have their own private vacation. They didn't want to be around people, but they also wanted to have a vacation. So they were, uh, rentals are actually up quite a bit in May already. Uh, third airport terminals coming. So we've got Terminal C uh, that they're building. It's going to be done uh, sometime at the end of this year. Um, so that's going to expand capacity by 20%. And uh, short-term rentals are only permitted. They're not permitted in this big red square here. They're only permitted in what's called Osceola and Polk County. So, um, you know, it's good to have a realtor like me to kind of help you understand where you can and where you can't have your short-term rentals. So that's really important as well. Yeah, you, you don't want to make that mistake. <laughs> you don't want to make that mistake and not be able to rent. No, <laughs> you, you buy one and you're all excited and then you come to it and they say, you can't do short-term rentals here. Now that's, that's going to be a huge problem for you. Yeah. Um, the reason that I like Orlando is that basically it's 34% less expensive than Miami, 28% less expensive than Fort Lauderdale. And that's not even a fair comparison because what you get for 350000 here is that six-bedroom house five minutes from Disney. Uh, 350000 gets you a two-bedroom condo uh, in Fort Lauderdale. So, 
you know, you get a lot more space and people are going to be looking for space now. People are going to be looking to be private and they're not going to be, I don't, I think that the condo market um, and the apartments, you know, people are going to try to be getting out of apartments, trying to be getting out of condos uh, at least for the next six months or however long COVID lasts. Um, and they're going to be trying to get into their own personal spaces. So houses, um, townhouses, um, you know, and, and in the in the vacation rental market, I think it's going to go really towards houses and away from hotels. Yeah. So yeah, you can use it for 365 days a year. Um, so basically, uh, the other thing I do is um, I show people how to increase their revenue. So there's some people that make thirty, forty thousand a year in these, and there's other people that make up to a hundred thousand dollars. And the big difference is basically how you decorate it. So the people that decorate their homes like this, where they do theming uh, with minions or Star Wars or anything Disney, um, they're the ones where kids are going to go online, check out where they want to stay with their parents, and they're going to go, whoa, you know, that's I want that one. I want the Star Wars one. I want the the really cool one. And these people make like five to six times more on their properties than somebody who just has gray or beige or, you know, bland um, decorations. So I show people how to get the most out of their investment as well. Yeah. Uh, just to show you how much, you know, these places can go for, uh, you can make, you know, about 300 bucks a night on a six bedroom, seven bedroom house. Uh, this house here, even a five bedroom, uh, they made a $115,000 in revenue last year. Um, the other one up top, which was a seven bedroom, this one here, uh, you know, they decorated the garage. This is actually a garage down here. Can you believe it? They actually changed it into a game room. They put a, an air hockey table, a foosball table and computers. And they, the uh, garage door, they completely covered it with this tile and this avatar decoration. So you can't even tell it's a garage anymore. And uh, they made it into a game room. Well, That's they great. were getting, yeah. they were getting 343 bucks a night. And they basically made, uh, they, they're actually they're at, that was in February that I pulled this 343 a night. They actually made 856 a night because they were making even more during the summer and they made 250,000 of revenue last year. So wow. there's a lot of money to be made in vacation rentals. Um, and it, I think it's a kind of our 2008 moment right now where you can pick them up for cheap and, uh, you know, ride them for the next 10 years. Um, I think there's a beautiful opportunity there. No, I totally agree. And for you, for the people who are listening to this on like a podcast, this might be one of those episodes you want to come check out on YouTube. Uh, cause I do put them out on both. Uh, just do you want to see the maps of the Orlando where you can invest and where not to invest? or you want to see the pictures of these rooms, what's been done, or even better is just to contact Mark directly and he can uh, have a, you know, help him, let, let him walk you through it. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. And the last thing that I would say is that, you know, I gave an example here of a house for 350,000, but there's townhouses for, you know, as cheap as 135, you know? So, there there's something for everybody you know we have anywhere from 130 grand up to you know 500,000 um you know and the revenue will go with it right the, the the more of a the bigger a place you get 
the more the more people will pay for it and the more revenue you'll make but there's something for everybody the other thing i wanted to mention is i work with a lot of canadian banks um so td and rbc uh so that people can use their canadian credit and if they have more than four houses which is i think you've mentioned on a couple of other podcasts where they kind of get they they kind of get stuck um i also have other sources that can help uh, canadians buy down here if they have more than four properties that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome is there anything else i need to ask you or you want to wrap this up well i would just say that i i th- think that it's a you know people moving to florida is going to be a trend it's going to continue for many many years i think that uh especially with covid the fact that people can work anywhere now um the one thing that always kept florida down is the salaries here are usually less the taxes are less there's no personal income tax here but there's also the salaries are less but i think that a lot of people that lived in boston and new york because they had to because their office was there, I think they're gonna be finally making that jump to go, you know what, I don't need to work in an office anymore. I can work from home. I can telework. Um, they're gonna, why wouldn't you wanna live in the sun, you know, if you could make the same amount of money, right? So I think a lot of people are gonna finally make the move now. Um, so I think that property values are definitely gonna increase in the next 10 years here. That's great. Mark, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how do they track you down? Well, uh, you can either reach me at mark.younger at gmail.com, uh, mark.younger at theglobalsite.com, which was my uh, work email, or you can call me at 407-701-9959. And if you don't have a very good uh, long-distance plan, you can just call me and I'll call you right back. <laughs> Send him a text. <laughs> or is it is it a cell phone? Send me a text and I'll call you back. Not a problem. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show again, Mark. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Glenn.